Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And what you may not know is this is actually the fourth interview this morning with the Lumberjack. We actually filmed three and only published one. How you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome, Mike. I'm excited to be back for a fourth. I feel like it's <laughs> overtime. It's overtime. Overtime is when it counts. Yeah, overtime is when it counts. We do have an exciting video. We're going to talk about Boise. I called yeah. Boise as one of those bubble markets months ago. Sure. And now we are seeing articles from, I think it's called the Idaho Statesman. I think that's the local paper. Yes. So we're going to pull it up. And really what we're going to show people is how a market rolls over how the bubble slowly deflates versus pops. Everybody wants a crash. Everybody wants this epic bubble. Uh, that's generally speaking, not how real estate works. But I'd be remiss if we I didn't acknowledge that this morning we complained a little bit. At least I felt like I was complaining. I was being jealous. I was being a hater. Hence, uh, I'm not publishing those other two videos. They have gone poof into the night and we will just move on with our day. Cool with that? Easy enough. Yeah, I, Easy I mean- enough. I'm I'm an angry lumberjack, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, I don't think they would have helped anybody. I felt better, but uh wasn't what I wanted to put out there. So <laughs> they have been deleted. <laughs> well, if that's all I could accomplish, Mike, was making you feel better, mission accomplished. There you go. Well, let's, let's pull up this article because, again, I want to pull this up because everybody wants to talk crash. Everybody wants to talk yeah. bubble. Everybody sure. wants a repeat of last time. Yep. And most of the time, real estate markets don't do that unless there is some external force like a huge employer leaving, like Southern California when the military left San Diego or the oil shock of the 70s. Like something like that, it, yeah. it could crash, but usually they roll over like this. So let's bring up this article. Ah, I need to share it first. See, technology. There we go there. And what do you share. expect from a couple of tech guys? Yeah, exactly. I was the sales guy. I haven't been in SC in 20 years. <laughs> so here we go. Can you see this now? Yeah, yep, sure. So again, I like this article. It sort of, it's Boise yep. is playing out pretty much exactly how I said it would. Yep. So again, this article is here. I found it on Yahoo. Uh, it's in other places, I'm sure. So here it goes is Boise, Idaho, homes prices dropped mm -hmm. for the first time in 14 months. Now, there may be some people out there that talk about the bubble bursting and all of those things. That's not what's happening. It's just resetting or the, yeah. the, it, you know, and so let's just talk about it, right? Dropping for the first time. Here it is in Ada, Ada, Ada County, well, whatever Ada County. Yep. Yeah. It went from 540 median to 530. So it dropped 1.8%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, in September, it went back up, you know, 534. It's just baselining what's going on, right? It's sure. not shooting up like a, uh, I don't know, a rocket at this point. Canyon County, another county in, in and around Boise, I am sure. Uh, so had an increase of 2.8%, again, much lower than the 20% they had been used, used to. Scrolling down, again, you're just, basically you're seeing a market have more inventory, sure. uh, less buyers, and that's what happens to prices is they move ever so slightly, mm -hmm. right? 
and you're and you're still talking about 2.8 percent in a month yeah yeah i think it's year on there though i think it's july to july september to september i think i think if you scroll back up i think it was actually august to september oh you're right yeah that's 2.8 in a month yeah yeah that's true there's your crash everybody yeah exactly so where else did I read in this article? So again, just talking about basic prices. This is the key that I want to get to is inventory. Yes. Right? yes. This, is, this is what, this is like, because what happens in, a, and I've said it before, but now we have examples, right? When a market goes up like a rocket ship, sellers, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm going to call it get greedy, right? They, their house is naturally worth 400. Yep. They see a neighbor sell for 450. Their house is not as nice but they want 450 or heaven forbid they want 470 in a market where you have no inventory, like, you know, 160 units, right. You might get it. Right. But right. now they're seeing inventory skyrocket, right? It went from 260 and 160 to 1249 right. and 780. Yeah. I mean, what you're really looking at is you're looking at essentially those two markets combined being about 420 and now mm-hmm. it being over 2000. Yeah. You're looking at a 500% increase. Mm-hmm. in the number of available homes in an eight month or seven month period, eight month period. And then again, this is real estate is slow, right? Normally you do five X your inventory and the buyers aren't there. Prices on something like, I don't know, a car, for example, if your local Ford dealer suddenly had 500% more cars, you yep. bet there'd be a blowout sale. They'd get them <laughs> off the lot, right? Yeah, sure. Right? Well, this- I mean, that's, that's the thing too, is that, I mean, this really does, really does show very well mm-hmm. that are, even a rollover is slow. Like there's still, was, there was yeah. still was a 2.8% increase yep. in Canyon County. Mm-hmm. There was only a slight decrease, 1.8% in yep. Ada County. So I think, again, at the end of the day, what it really shows you is, okay, you might be starting to get to the point yep. where there's going to be some softness, mm-hmm. but you're still doing pretty well. Yeah. And also, again, Boise is that market I called out months ago as like the most stretched. And that really came from a builder, right? I saw a builder buy a plot of land yeah. and, and just, I think he paid a hundred X last, the last highest price oh. per acre. I'm like, you know, that that's not okay. It may have been 50 X, but it was, it was enough for me to do a video on it that I'm sure we can go back and find. Sure. And then what you have down here is of course you have builders pushing the envelope on price. Of course sure. they are right. Yep, when there's no inventory and everybody's coming from California or, or Seattle, you know, they got Seattle and California money. They're going to push the price, but other, inventory is going up. Yeah. The oh. other big takeaway that I had in this article was up a little bit higher, which talked about um, old homes having increased as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so existing homes, 390 to 399. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 448 to 464. So what pe- people, if you don't understand exactly what's happening, what's literally happening in this particular case is that existing homes are significantly less expensive than new mm-hmm. homes. Correct. And so people are saying, you know what? I still want to buy. I'm still in the market. I still need something, but I can't pay the premium. I can't justify the premium for the new house. Exactly. You know? So again, this is why I feel still good about no national housing crash, because yeah. if you're looking at Boise, the most hyper-stretched market had in disproportionate demand supply imbalance and trust me 160 homes available in a county even in boy i mean in boise that's nothing that's like right right that's like five days of inventory or less so to see it now to combine over 2000 it's not even back to normal but it's heading that direction 
and you're only seeing small price movements. Yeah. And I think Mike, you know, one of the things that I was, um, you know, we didn't talk about earlier, but you know, I just saw a property, uh, probably about 20 minutes from my house or so, um, on market for one, three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that market, the median house price is probably five. Mm, wow. And so it's higher end, all cash, no contingencies, 21 day close. Wow. So I think it speaks to a lot of things that everybody needs to be doing the work in their market. Everybody needs to be kind of watching what the numbers are doing. But even in these massive growth areas like this, like what we're seeing here, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, builders flock and the ones that can finish the fastest Mm -hmm. win and the ones that can't are left with inventory and then they make much less margin on inventory and you hope they don't get stuck with any. Yeah. And again, what you have here is something that happened in California last time is we had a lot of builders come in and they just started doing big, big housing tracks. I don't know why this is doing it that way, but here you have huge subdivisions going on left, right, and center basically. And now what you have is because they're not selling as fast as 99% of them have price drops. Yeah. Price reductions. Right. No, but those are pre-market, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. So again, it's, it is, uh, it's no longer a 100% seller's market. It's working back to a more balanced market. It doesn't go right from a seller to a buyer, right. like you're flipping a coin. It's a slow evolution. Again, this is why um, if Boise is just going to adjust slowly, it goes back to the point that the national uh, house appreciation uh, is, isn't going to go negative. It's going to go up. I think we've already seen a lot of the growth. It'll go up 3 or 4%. It just... It's not going to go down 20%. No, it's definitely a process. And, you know, again, it's to say that if you still need to buy a home in Boise, you're still mm-hmm. buying a home in Boise and you might not do new construction, you might do used, you know? Yeah. And the other side of it too is, is that, you know, from an investment property perspective, somebody was on uh, Sunday in my live stream and they said that a fourplex in Boise is about a million, it's 800 to a million now. Oh, geez. I did not know 800 to a million now. Wow. And I said, you know, he said, so what advice would you have? Because I can't afford that down payment, even three and a half percent down, yada, 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 et cetera. And I said, I would start to look at the, the periphery. I would start to look around, you know, and start to pick what are the good areas around that area? Because quite frankly, I don't think that an 800,000 to a million dollar fourplex, that's going to be a very specific renter and a very high rent. Yeah. So and and the, and that those numbers for rents are what start to scare me. I like to start. I like to see rents with, you know, kind of. I think our range is about eleven hundred up to about three. Yeah. And that's the range I like to live in. I don't like to live in the four thousand, five thousand dollar rents. That's not. No. Uh-uh. It's not I want to be uh-uh. below the median all the time. Work yeah. workforce housing, as they call it, is fine with me. I don't need to be in the totally agree the higher stuff. But in the end, I think this is just proof positive that we're kind of, there are some markets that will go negative. Boise, I think, will have a negative print next year. I I think it'll be single digits, but it will be negative, right? So not a crash, but not positive. But again, I think the nation has a positive three, four, five percent. What do you think? Who do you, uh, yeah, I agree. Who do you, who else do you think, who else would be on your list for that, um, you know, kind of top, top three of, you know, an adjustment market? So, So I think Boise. Yep. Reno, Nevada. So not yep. Vegas, but Reno, because it's that yep. smaller second tertiary market. Yep. And I really haven't thought of a third. 
I think it's Austin. Oh, Austin. Yeah, it's so much tech money there, though. It is, but I think um, it is very bubble-like, is, though. Yeah. But it's very, it's very bubbly. I mean, you, you're seeing, you know, hundred percent increases, two hundred percent increases over time. Actually, you know what? I'll pick San Francisco. Total. Really? Outlet. Yeah, I just don't really? think San Francisco is going to bring back the tech worker. San Francisco, currently as it's currently configured, lives and dies by the tech worker who can walk 100%. to work. Sure. Right? They, they can walk there. Yeah. I think they have done a, San Francisco has done a great job of, I don't know what I want to say, pissing off that ilk. So yeah. they've they flocked to Austin, they, flapped, they flocked to Napa, they've come down to San Jose. Because there's other places you can operate in tech and you don't have to be in the city. Sure. So I think, I think San Francisco is going to have a lot less tech office space. It's going to have, and that will ripple through to rents that will ripple through to value. So I'm going to pick Boise, Reno, San Francisco. Yeah, I would say, I think, I think I'm probably going to be on, I, I think it's Boise. Definitely. I think it's Austin. I think that happens in Austin. And I mean, the other one, it's kind of a long shot. It's more of a long shot. It's more that you don't really hear a whole lot of people talking about is Denver. Mm. I've not okay. done a ton. I've not done a ton of work there, but I've done a little bit of work there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Austin's, I think Austin's the next big one just because there's a, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. And yeah. as far as building goes, there's, I mean, you can pump out the houses. Yeah. Texas is a little easy to build or easier yeah. to build. Well, uh, tell you what, folks, this is an interesting conversation. If you were to pick three bubble markets, what do you think they are? List below. We'll see if there's a, we'll see if there, what people agree with. By the way, Boise is going to be on the list. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, anything that goes up that aggressively, yeah, it's going to correct. And we're not calling for a crash. No, it's just, just a, it's a, like when, when a balloon pops, yes, it can pop, but you, they also can slowly deflate. Right? I don't know if anybody remembers that when you pop a balloon, it just slowly deflates. My I can't. Kids- my kids love the squeaky noise. Yeah, the squeaky, like easily yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, there's other there things in this big blow up. So, Matt, do I appreciate it? Um, Anytime. I just didn't feel good about those other two. So, I'm easy glad. enough. There I'm you go. always, I'm always happy to jump on and talk real estate and help people. Cool. All right, buddy. How can people find you? Lumberjacklandlord.com and on YouTube and 11:30 a.m. Eastern time this Sunday after the daily financial news on one rental at a time. We will be doing a live stream. And so far, I'm thankful. I kept to my word. This last week was only three hours. (laughs) Nice work, buddy. Take care of yourself. All right. Thanks again. Thanks, Mike. Mm